What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Outside Perspective. I'm your host, Adam Meredith. So stoked to have you all here. I'm sitting down with interesting people just trying to gain some perspective, so I really appreciate you guys joining me along for this ride. If you're new, welcome. If you're a repeat listener, you know what the deal is. And if you're a new because a repeat listener told you about the show and then you decided to tune in, that's what's up. That's the motherfucking deal. So I do have to ask you, if you are getting value out of the show, just do me a solid. Bring us one friend. If you're thinking about something a little bit differently, just tell somebody about the show. It helps us grow, and I can't do it without you. So thank you guys very much. Real quick, big thank you to Strange Donuts. If you're in the St. Louis area, you got to check these guys out. They have four locations. There's one in Creevecore. There's one in Maplewood. There's one in Kirkwood. There's one in Edwardsville, Illinois. You can go to any four of the locations. All the donuts are fire. The menu's always changing every month. There's always some delicious special donut that they're always doing every weekend. There's a different one every weekend. It doesn't matter when you go. You'll be happy that you did. Donuts are hands down one of my favorite guilty pleasures. Oh, gosh. Listen, I love, 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 love. Call me Homer Simpson because I be eating the donuts. You got to check these guys out. Tell them that we sent you. You'll get absolutely nothing for free but they'll know that we sent you in there so it's a win-win for everybody so go check them out strange donuts we are also brought to you by my company imposed will go check us out at imposedwill.com we have a full line of apparel we're also rolling out our i will roll lines for all of you jujitsu folks you can also support the show while you're there get a coffee mug or a hoodie or something for the show we're hosting all of the podcast gear there as well so go check us out imposedwill.com all right, my guest today, I'm sitting down with my friend Jeremy Jennin. We had a good old time. We got real silly. This one, we recorded this one later than I typically record conversations. I'm not I'm not a night person. I, I wake up early typically. Um, I go to bed early. I'm not a night owl. But we had, uh, we had this conversation pretty late. So that combined with the fact that I was just super duper high, this one was a fun, this one was a different conversation. So... All of that being said, let's get to the conversation. I'm sitting down with my friend Jeremy Jennin. We've had him on the show before. He's uh, he's now doing comedy. He's just he's just moving and grooving. So always a good time when I get to catch up with the friend, with the homie, my man, Jeremy Jennin. Let's gain some perspective. That's the triple click. All right. Jeremy Jenner. You should have came in your costume. In my costume? Oh, Jerry Jabinski style? Yeah. You were Jerry the other night, right? Did you do Last the, night, yeah. Was it last night? Over here in St. Anne, right? Yeah, right here. Right here, hometown. We're um, they're, uh, the BS Bar and Grill. We're growing it. We're bringing the heat. It was a fun show. Yeah. It was a light crowd and it was a bigger space, but um, like it's I think it's a bigger test of an entertainer when you, you can do something with a small crowd, right? Yeah. Like when you're uh, when you're performing in front of a group, let's say like 50, 100 people, whatever. 
there is um there's a level of an emotional contagion where because this guy's laughing it makes it okay for me to laugh and because you've got noise going on people are more inclined to laugh whereas if there's no noise um people they tend to be more, like more reserved with their laughter so you got to like break through a crowd yeah and when it's a small room you're trying to get let's say 5 10 people 12 you know small group of people to all independently choose to laugh it's way tougher but that was last night. Yeah, laugh, laughter's okay. contagious. It is. Uh, it's been a fun. It's been a fun year. Nice. Ten months in comedy style. Bringing the heat. You started comedy late. Uh yeah. Well, um, I kind of started it late. It's relative, right? Uh, I started studying it fifteen years ago, but doing it. Stand up performing, yeah, I'd say definitely started late. Why well, would you take that that leap? Why I've been thinking, no, I helped you do it. I've been oh thinking, yeah, yeah, I've been thinking about doing. It. I'm such a pussy, bro. You definitely should do it. Um, you should do an open mic on uh, uh, Funny Bone. I'm do Funny gonna, Bone. I'm not gonna tell anybody. I'm just gonna go somewhere. Just do it. Just get buck. That's that's how I did it. So I did piano for ten years. Yeah, I'm like a, I'm like a student of comedy. A student, sort of. I I I do enjoy studying people in general. Just um, just people I find interesting, right? Whether it's people in business, different leaders. Um, whenever I really got heavy into podcasting. I I started listening to Rogan and more like studying like him and how he handles conversations. Yeah. So then it's like the same thing with with comedy. Anything that I'm really interested in, it's like oh like how are they doing the thing that they're doing? So you like kind of like study them. And uh, when because whenever I was a kid, my like my best friend would uh, like force me to watch comedy. Yeah. Oh my god, he just loved it so much. Forced. Well, because I'd be at his house. Right. And this is what he wanted to watch. So were you into it at all? Um, I liked comedy, but uh, not like you wouldn't have put it on. No, no, and and maybe some of the people that he had us watch, I wouldn't have chosen to watch. But now, like for example, Zach Galifianakis. He had, oh yeah, he put on one of uh, one of his early uh, stand-ups, and at the time, I really wasn't. It was okay. It wasn't that great. And then as I got a little bit older, I found it really funny. And then fast forward a whole bunch of years later, whenever he actually blew up, it was like really cool to actually have had known and watched his shit for so long right because he forced me to yeah and so it was like a kind of like i appreciated it later on in life type shit it's kind of like i discovered him (laughs) i definitely didn't but uh it uh is so either way like i've always been sort of you know like a fan of comedy yeah and watching it and shit like that um and then as i think about like man maybe maybe i do want to do this so then i just start looking at it a little bit differently and trying to learn it's here's the thing like, if you are willing to get past the process of sucking, so it's for anybody out there listening, uh, for you, if you're willing to get past the process of sucking, like, you have to be willing to get through that one part, and once you can get through that, then it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Right? And as somebody who's always aspired to be a writer but could never quite pull the trigger, um, stand-up forced me to finally take that process of writing seriously and to develop writing habits. What's your process? Um, so one, 
I've made, uh, I just try, I don't, I, like, I'm not a good writer in the sense that you hear of, like, Jerry Seinfeld, and he's doing um, four hours of writing a day. Oh, really? Right? I'm not that guy. Yeah. But I just think of the dumbest shit all the time. Yeah. Like, all the time. And uh, that's just the way my head's wired. But the thing is, until the past year, that stuff pops into my head, and I either say it, put it on Facebook, or it's gone. So uh, a few years ago, I tried to start making a more active um, effort to really write more on Facebook. And I've used Facebook as a writing tool, but specifically, um, I've cataloged any of the stuff that I've said that is real funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've never, it's the cataloging process that is the difference. I've, that's what I've changed. So now whenever I get something that pops into my head that I think is hilarious, I will go write it down and then, um, I'll work on that. Yeah. And then once you have an idea down, you can kind of test out talking about an idea on stage. And then, um, you remember like some of the jokes that you did, you hop off stage, you write that down. Uh, so the, just the little times that you need that really count for writing, I've been more diligent about doing that. Yeah. And in addition to that, um, this is a, probably the weirdest thing is I've I'm into photography, I'm into videography, I'm into um, you know the comedy stuff, but specifically for the comedy, I've made it a personal um, goal to always have my iPad on me. Always have my iPad on me. So anytime I think of something funny, I can send myself a note. Oh, okay. Or not send myself a note. I can actually put it down in my notes. If for any reason I don't have my iPad, I'll send myself a text. Yeah. So I'll text myself an idea. Um, and then um, that gets me... You know, just gets me started. And then once I have those and then I get some, you know, I get up on stage. So like last uh, last night, there's a bit that I've been working on uh, about when I worked at JCPenney's and I was a watch salesman. And uh, some gal came in and she faked uh, faked overheated that she was like having heat exhaustion, made a big scene. And it turned out they were trying to steal shit. Right. <laughs> And I, like, ripped this girl's blouse open. Anyways, I've got a full, like, joke bit on it. And uh, I tried that out. But on my notes, all I had was uh, J.C. Penney's uh, titty overhead pass out, overheat pass out. That was it. But I turned that last night into, like, a three-minute bit, just nice. trying some new stuff. Telling the story. Yeah. And so um, it, it's real nice. Uh, one thing I like about my shows is this. I've been getting a lot of mic time because I take the time when I'm doing piano shows to do comedy. And it gives me a lot of time and a lot of freedom to work on different comedy bits that I've been developing. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's, and it's, you know, let's say if a bit doesn't go that well, it doesn't matter because I've got a whole entire show lined up ready to go. It, who cares if they didn't like one new bit that I'm working on or, yeah. you know, one new three minute period that I'm working on. Because you have the other filler with the, the piano stuff. Yeah, you got a lot of filler. Everybody loves to sing. They're trying to get into the music. They're trying to have a good time. You know, you try to make the crowd part of the show. Yeah, it's just another opportunity to work some bits. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, and it's it's a lot of fun, I think. How often are you doing the, the piano stuff? Uh, how often right now? Probably doing, uh, I would say, three to four shows a month. Okay. Staying... Staying pretty active. Four, yeah. I mean, staying fairly, About that. staying fairly active with that, man. Shit. Yeah, it's uh, it's been good. We did, um, this past month, I've done four shows, I think. Nice. We did a charity, um, 
We did uh, a swingers event. <laughs> we did. Um, what was that like? Um. So what I liked about it is I tended to write a lot of dirty jokes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of times I don't want to be too dirty on stage. Like I'll move into the dirty stuff, but I don't want to just be like only dirty. Mm-hmm. Right. So I try to get clean jokes in with dirty jokes and kind of uh, weave a tapestry. But for that event specifically, I told a lot of dirty jokes that I don't tell on stage. Um, I just went I went specifically for all these different dirty jokes that I have that I probably I was like, man, I would never tell that one. And they I did it. And that that went really well. Um, and then I left and then it got crazy, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. They were just waiting for Mr. Sexy to leave. Uh, apparently, dude. <laughs> apparently. Uh, you yeah. want to join, bro? It got, nah, nah. Um, yeah, you know, what's, you know what's funny is this. A lot of guys are like, oh, what, you didn't, you didn't jump in? You didn't diddle some? Um, I think guys, you know, here, here's the question. If, if some guy was like, uh, oh, man, I want you to hook up with my wife, right? You look at the wife and she's like smoking hot. Okay, and you're thinking like, okay, he wants me to bang the old lady. Um, Would you do that if you're a single guy? I mean, you're in a relationship that doesn't count. If you were a single guy, would you do that? Would you bang the hot wife? Would you bang the hot wife with the with the husband watching? Uh, I didn't say that, but would you bang the hot wife? Period. Just that for free or for money? Uh, free. No money. You're just a single dude. Single dude. Probably. Okay. Now, would you would you bang the hot wife while he's like standing there watching you masturbating? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> That's the question, right? And so if you ain't into that shit, I don't know, man. Maybe swinging ain't your thing. As long as he's not touching my butt. <laughs> I asked this dude that the other day. I said, uh, I said, man, would you let uh, with him send their masturbate? And he's like, oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> shit. Maybe, shit. Oh, you got me. Put that. I just got it on my. It just depends on weird, how weird I want to get. Do we? Do we take Molly? That's the real question. I don't know. <laughs> I ain't never been that mollied up. Shit. You know. Maybe you just didn't get the right opportunity <laughs> when you're on the Molly. <laughs> I used to watch. Or I used to read. Uh, you guys remember Craigslist misconnections? No. What is that? All right. So I don't. I'm sure it's still there. But uh, Craigslist misconnections. They had this this uh, column called misconnections. And if you see someone, so like let's say um, we're at, me and you are out at a bar, we're hanging out, we see this smoking hot girl, blonde hair, red shirt, smoking, gorgeous girl, right? And um, I see her, we, we make eye contact, and then uh, she leaves. I can go on Craigslist misconnections and be like, hey, I saw you at this bar last night. Uh, tell me what what outfit you were wearing, and I'll tell you uh, tell you who I am or whatever. I'm interested. And you pray to God that she just fucking randomly sees a misconnection post on Craigslist and will reach out to you. That was the thing that people went to? It was a thing. It's a thing. It, I mean, I went to it. I read them on a regular, <laughs> on a regular basis, bro. I read these shit, right? I read the shit, and uh, you use it all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm totally a misconnection guy. God damn, um, dude. No, so like, I would read these, and some of them are legit because some of them are like, "Hey, um, I was out with you. We ran into each other at this bar, and we were talking. We talked for like 30 minutes. We really hit it off. And then your friends pulled you away, and then I turned around for a split second, and you were gone, and I never got to get your number. And if you happen to see like a legit interaction, mm-hmm. right? 
Okay, so like I could see that one, but then there's other ones where it's like, hey, I saw you at the bar, I sent you a drink, and then you left. Tell me what, bro? She already knows who you are. She was not interested, <laughs> right? But then it got crazier. That ain't shit. It's like, yo, I was standing over in the corner, <laughs> staring at you. So here's here's one that got me. I, I ordered you a drink. I, I ordered it. And now I'm over here online telling everybody about it. Everybody. Every so I'm not weird. The one, the one that got me though, the one, that, the ones that got me, because it was like those were normal. There was like a lot of those, and then the ones that got me were this one. It was like, uh, uh, hey, I was at the gym, and I was in the locker room, and you pulled your pants down and bent over. We made eye contact. Then we went in the shower and we had the most passionate sex. I penetrated you. Blah, blah, blah. They're going on, right? And I would read that shit on a regular basis. And then one day, and that shit cracked my shit up. That guys are just at doing that. And then one day, I'm in the gym locker room. And I'm bending over, pulling my pants down. And I looked over and I made eye contact with this dude. Psh, psh. And then um, that was it. I pulled my pants back up and I left the locker room. And then I stopped reading Misconnections. He ruined it for me. <laughs> that was it. Craigslist Misconnections. Why is your Craigslist mis 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 blah, 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 Misconnections voice? Why does it sound like a smooth, like, it is, gangster? That's the video. We need DJ. to make a Craigslist Misconnections hey, yo, video. <laughs> Craigslist <laughs> misconnections. Uh, why do you ever sound like a crazy lunatic guy? I think I am a crazy lunatic guy. I learned that uh, past weekend. I was talking to Kevin Farley, Chris Farley's brother, and um, I asked him something that I thought was just a normal thing that people do. I asked him, uh, I said, when you were a kid... Were you, would you guys uh, make voices? Would you make voices when you were a kid? Um, I don't remember really making voices. All right, so I was weird as fuck, and I would watch cartoons, and then whatever cartoons would pop on, I would try to mimic the voice, like nail it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I did a stupid shit. I can remember trying to do like a, like a, like a duck voice, like a ducktails voice before. Yeah, sure. But I practice that shit a lot. Everybody's different shit. How do you think Jim Carrey got so good? <laughs> practice in the mirror, I guess. Yeah, that's exactly right. Seeing how far he could twist his face one direction. He was just, you know, a kid who got obsessed. <laughs> that's a comedy story. <coughs> Magic. Back in the day, I think there were like... Yeah, crawl for you walk, son. No. Out. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <coughs> back in the day, I think you could only go to either the comedy store or the second city. That was it. The comedy store of the second city. Comedy wise. We're at in LA. Yeah. Comedy store in LA and the second city in Chicago. Those were like the two main spots. Mm. And then, uh, I think the improv shop. <coughs> uh, so maybe there were what three, but outside of that, if you weren't in those spots, those spots right there, you weren't really. A known comic. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? I don't know. Right I'm now? high as fuck. <laughs> so, so are you saying that unless you went to those those three clubs, like all the comics came out of those clubs? Jim Carrey's the Comedy Store. So, so you're saying those are like the mains? Yeah, the, the only like, spots producing comics. 
Now you've got all, you know, you've got a bunch of spots. You've got the Laugh Factory. You've got Funny Bones all over the place. You've got a ton of comedy clubs everywhere. That wasn't the same way back in the 80s. Okay. Yeah. That's where Jim Carrey, all those guys. Did you watch that comedy? The Comedy Store documentary? Yeah, Absolutely. You, you watched that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, I was, um, I'm man, I'm getting big into the comedy history. It's been pretty pretty interesting. I think looking at all these documentaries that are popping off. Yeah. Um, I mean, the whole game's changed, so it's not as relevant now. But um, it's still pretty cool to see the paths that everyone uh, took. Yeah. 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 Comedy is such an interesting space in that with with – like everything else, social media has changed the fucking game. Yeah, absolutely. And there are some people who are you can you can just strictly do social media work probably these days. Yeah, and do really well in, in comedy. Yeah, it's not always necessarily like the old path of where it was like, all right, you have to do stand up, and then hopefully you get maybe like a special, and right. maybe you get like a TV show. There's just so many different ways to to fucking make it. You can yeah. create, create your own fucking YouTube channel. Absolutely. And blow up doing crazy comedy shit. Yeah. Um, and create your own lane. It's so crazy. Yeah. I think it's um I think it's wild. I mean, there's you know like we were just talking earlier. I mean, there's a lot of guys doing stuff with their cell phones. Guys doing um all types of different. Uh, insane videos that people want done. They wanna they wanna pay um skilled videographers. Yeah, bro. I'm telling you though. Got have nice cameras. Listen, <laughs> did you listen? Did you listen to the Mr. Beast podcast? Uh, I'm halfway through it, I believe. He's talking about how much money he's spending, how how important it is to just go all out, how important it is to like have the best, yeah, this and that, and I'm just convinced you just you got to have the best cameras. I think. Um... This is what I think. And maybe not. Maybe I shouldn't say the best cameras because it's not like you know you don't really absolutely need like a fucking red, right? And maybe it's arguable. I mean, you can do a lot of really good shit with the phone. Believe me, I understand this, but I just yeah. feel like you have to either have like a DSLR or a mirrorless if you really want to put out that shit. Um, I think it depends on what you're trying to do, and yeah. I think you know, like, look, absolutely, there are businesses all over the world that do different things and even with videography there are guys like um i knew this guy that had a uh two hundred thousand dollar uh setup right and those videos looked amazing but then at some point in time they realized that to operate that entire setup like they had to have a whole crew um and there's guys that are doing some pretty successful stuff with just a cell phone i'm one of them and i um I'm telling you, I've you, there's a lot that can be done, and there's a relative importance between video quality and messaging. I think the messaging in the videos, I think making something fun, something interesting, I think um, there's a lot of different ways you can go with the video. And there's also a marketing element to videos that for certain productions are much more valuable than uh, video quality. So if you're talking about business, the whole time I'm saying this, he's like, just get a fucking nice camera. 
Um, when you're talking about business needs, though, the the quality of the video isn't always like the number one priority. So, That's true. so it comes down to here's what it really comes down to. It comes down to what is the client's need. Like, what's the person who's getting the video work done? What's their end goal? Right. That's true. Yeah. And so, for example, I just shot um, a comedy video for a company on Friday. They called me emergency video needed 12 o'clock Friday. Um, they had Sherry O'Terry was supposed to make them like a two, three minute video and she cancels it. OK, last minute canceled. I get booked at 12 o'clock. I have the video. I do a costume change. I'm in a costume by 1230. I'm shooting the video. The video's shot by 1.30, I'm sitting down editing it, and I have it uh, edited and up by 3 o'clock. So you shot like a comedy skit? I shot a comedy skit for a company. It was a specific, they requested me to shoot a comedy skit for this meeting that they had going right. on. Right, so you, you shot it, so you filmed it, edited it, mm -hmm. sent it over. Sent it over, so it took less. It took like four hours. Did they give you the the concept of what to do? They just had some kind of ideas and said, "Do whatever you can make, like do whatever you want." And they gave you like a. They paid me for it after I got it done. No, I'm just saying they gave you like a like a two hour window to get this shit done. Like, uh, it was like, like four, five hours. Yeah, like a half a day rather. Like, yeah, not like even that. Maybe, but it was done. also it was like you know it was a rushed thing in the middle of like an already busy work day. So oh, shit. Uh, it was pretty tough, but I got it done. But anyways, they I shot it on my uh, on my iPhone. Yeah, they were head over heels. They absolutely loved it, and I don't yeah. know. Well, I mean, you're right, man. At the end of the day, these phones are really fucking good. And these new iPhones, they got really good cameras. So They do. Um, not all businesses need really the top-end shit. And it, it just depends on, you know, there's, um, it depends on the purpose of the video. 100%. And it also depends on who you've got to operate the video, what you're trying to do. Um, man, I don't know. I But also at the same time, I always think... Of whatever level it is you're trying to do, you are doing something. So if you're making videos, whatever it is, always try and step things up to the next level and Just make it better and better. better. And so even if you don't have it 100% exactly the right way that you want it up front, I think doing it, um, getting it done, doing a great job with what you got. And then, you know, there's always like think about this. There's always a new um, sound thing. Is that a new sound piece? Or what? Your um that zoom right there is that new? Um, no. Oh, okay. Um, but right now there's a new one, like brand new, that's like eight hundred bucks. Even though that one kicks ass, right? So there's like a new one, and you can always get wrapped up in that trying to be on the cutting edge of technology. Uh, I don't think it's a good play. I think I think being uh, more intelligent, especially if it's from a marketing paid video perspective. I think it's always smarter to focus on what the messaging and the purpose is first, uh, and then the technology stuff uh, can be figured out secondhand. Well, a lot of good, a lot of, I mean, pretty much any person I've ever, like any creative I've ever talked to, they always say pretty much the same thing. It doesn't really matter what you use if you don't know how to use it. You can have the nicest shit in the world and st still make a shit video, or you can have a phone and make a really awesome video. It depends who's doing it. Yeah, um, I think that yeah, you're you're gonna push yourself on anything. I think um, I think the skill, and then here's another thing: is this for you marketing buffs out there, business people doing this stuff? 
Facebook and Instagram and name a platform. TikTok's hot right now. But um, those companies are constantly switching up the algorithms and constantly messing with that stuff so it make it harder and harder to get videos that really drive out there and reach a larger audience. You know what I mean? I hate all social media. Yeah, it, it sucks. But it's a if you're a business guy, it's pay. kind of a necessary. Yeah, you got to get in it some yeah, to you, some level. Well, you just got to have a marketing budget. and You got to pay. You got to pay. I mean, if you're it, it. the thing is there's the thing that sucks it. is there's great ways to put your money out there, and then there's people out there that would probably not really know what to do. It would be the difference between it being like an investment where you get things back out of it or just paying someone money to do a job that may or may not bring fruit back i think in this day and age spending money with facebook is just the mandatory where in the past it was you get a billboard or you take a newspaper ad out or you know you get radio or if you could get on tv you'd get tv now you don't really need to do any of those you know traditional forms of media i mean you can but you don't really need to anymore you can just do such targeted ad work online it's just what you're supposed to do essentially these days from a business perspective if you can do the other stuff i think that's good too be everywhere, like Grant Cardone talks about. Talks talks about being everywhere always type shit, you know, omnipresent. But it seems like today, you have to, you have to spend money with Facebook, whether that's through Instagram or through Facebook itself. I guess. I don't know. It just seems like a just a business practice now. I guess. Um, you name a company. I'll tell you that's this. Spending money with them. I will tell you this. If you. <coughs> Or spending money on Facebook, and you've got a dope video that's making money back. Like, I mean, shit. <coughs> why would you not spend money on Facebook? It's just, I mean, what, what other way can you actually target your ads like that if you get good at it? Yeah, <coughs> it's just what you got to do. So you should. I mean, if you're a business, you should be spending money with them. Because, man, I'll tell you what. After tr- I've tried not spending money with them, and let me tell you, that shit does not work very well. The whole I, the whole idea you're just gonna post something and it's gonna go viral, or or it's gonna gradually not even go viral just it's just gonna gradually get bigger. You know what I'm saying? It's, all right, I'll I'll stick with this and I'll just do this, and then it's gonna kind of get bigger and it's gonna kind of grow. If I stick with the plan, it'll just grow. And I know people who put out dope content and they post all the time and their shit still doesn't really grow like that. And you have to. There's a, it's not just about that, right? It's not, you have to actually probably spend some money. You actually have Here's, to <coughs> go I'm gonna engage. You have to like do all of the things. Sure. You have to be able to keep up with the trends as things are changing. You know what I mean? Whereas before, okay, maybe you could put pictures. Now, okay, now now they want you to do videos. Okay, right. now it's not about doing videos. Now it's about doing reels. Yeah. Right. So you have to like keep up. With right. what's going on, you if, know what I'm saying? It's if like, you're trying to hit like a target algorithm, well, yeah. if, you're, if you're trying to grow, if you're trying to grow on a platform, you got you got to be able to do all the things. You got to be able to produce the content. You got to be able to engage. You got to be able For, to. Sp- you got to be willing to spend the money to help grow because it's like a necessary thing to do. Can I teach you a hack? 
tell me. We're work. I'm working on it right now because I already kind of mentioned it um, off the mic. So uh, for any content creators out there, there's something that you can do that's going to help you out, right? If you're already able to make dope content, if you're able to make dope videos, make great uh, photos, if you're a graphic designer, if you are, uh, I don't know, a vocal artist, if you're a musician, whatever it is, um, if you are able to make dope content, you're able to put out stuff that is getting uh, some kind of traction. And it doesn't have to be the best. It just has to be better than what some people are putting out. If you can do that, the next question is, how can I attach myself to a brand that's willing to spend money because they're going to make money back, right? So if I've got a badass guitar song and I fucking rail it out on guitar and I've got a video of me just killing it and the video, let's say, gets uh, 10, 20,000 views. Now, for me personally, that's awesome because maybe people will come out and see me playing guitar somewhere, right? Um, if that doesn't work out for me, I could also find a brand that wants to get that kind of content out that's something watchable. Um, and then I can take that watchable video and I can tie it back to my content. So there's a lot of, uh, companies out there that don't have a guitarist in their, in their stay. They don't have people sitting around that are funny or musically inclined or just creative or artistic. Um, and it's an easy way if you're willing to do a little extra hustle work, uh, doing the sales work, doing the marketing work to get yourself into a position where you can talk to these companies and um, get to do professional sponsored content. And they don't have to be the biggest companies. I've started out, like I started out just doing small short videos for different companies. And I mean, I still do a couple of those uh, depending on the company. But they're just, a, uh, they're like a decent chunk of money, but they're not uh, major paying gigs. Well, you build those and build that creation process to where you get known for making those and people are willing to spend more. And there's a lot of companies out there that might not be willing to buy your video, but they'd be willing to sponsor the video. So if you're trying to get your art out to more people, they'd be willing to do it. But uh, there's there's a ton of opportunities for people that um, outside of praying to God, the Facebook or Instagram algorithm catches your shit. You can do, if you're willing to do a little bit of groundwork, a few messaging, you know, make some phone calls, you can find companies that are willing to do it. That's the hack. The hack is more fucking work, guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's the hack. You got to work fucking three times as hard. I don't know if I would label that Psych, a... Psych, bitch. I don't know if you can label that a hack. That's the hack. I mean, that's another angle. That's the hack. Work fucking four times harder, asshole. That is the hack of the day. <laughs> so if you don't want to spend your money, you can try to partner with a... With a with Not a, try, do it. You're selling a skill. A business. And most of the time, what they'll end up doing is they'll give you some kind of money for your art, and then they'll use your art. But here, keep in mind, just because you have art that's uh, attractive or gets uh, some attention, you've got to be able to somehow tie the art back into their product. So you're talking about from like an artist standpoint, not from yeah. like a business owner standpoint. Well, uh, just, just talking about thinking about it in general, because I think as an artist, you are a business owner. You're your own business. Right. And I think, and I think that, um, you know, not all the time, but uh, a lot of times for artists, there's a big struggle w on transition from when they're at a professional level with their art and being able to transfer that over to income made. 
Yeah. And that that's, well, yeah. Well, I guess it just depends what your art is, right? And whether or not you can turn it into like a true viable business or if you're just, if it's if it's just like a service that you're providing. You know what I'm saying? There's a difference. Like if, you're, if you'd be talking to an investor, there'd be a difference, right? Because one is scalable. Like you can't scale a person. So it's like you can create a business for yourself to where you're doing your thing for people. Yeah. But... That's not like a scalable business, so you know what I'm saying. So it's just different. Maybe. I think how um, how is art not scalable? Well, you can't scale yourself. For example, if you're you talked about you're like a guitar player, right? And I'm playing guitar. I, I'm not a guitar. By the way, I'm not a guitar player. Right, but that was your example. Yeah, yeah, right? it was you're my a guitar example. player, right? So if someone's a guitar player, you do that. Let's just say, okay, maybe you're you're playing guitar. You're doing little riffs or some shit. For what, like a, for a, a, a corporation or what, for different businesses, you're making little jingles and shit. Now, maybe you could turn, you could turn making jingles into a business, but it's not, but now you have to scale. So you have to start hiring people and start doing the things. It's no longer just you doing that thing. Like that would turn it into a business. Yeah. As opposed to just you going around business to business right. doing this thing. Do you consider that scaling? You can call that a business where you're saying like, this is my business and this is what I do. But you, it's but it's solely reliant on you. So yes, you have a business, but it's not like a business you can scale. Do you feel like the process of growing from, let's say, an independent artist just for yourself to having other people working for you, helping you create art, to having more and more people? Do you feel like that's scaling? That is scaling. As a, do you feel like that's scaling as an artist? Yeah, for sure. Oh god, yeah, that's what, that's kind of what I mean. Yeah, if you're growing a business, yeah, absolutely, that's what was scaling. That, I mean, that would be the scale doing that. Yeah, and I can. And actually, actually, I, I was actually watching. Um, what the fuck was it? I think Shark Tank the other day, and uh, there was a company who actually does that. They sell like jingles and shit. Yeah, it was. I I never. It was funny. I was like, what the fuck? This is a business. They basically. Uh-huh. They they make custom songs for anybody or anything, and they have this and they have this really quick turnaround time, and they have this whole fucking staff of people yeah. and shit and musicians and whatnot. I'm like, fuck, that's insane. But and if you're just it. if you're a one man musician that just has crazy skills in that, you could, you could do a lot of work. You know, get a if you have the right people in place delivering the business line. Well, I mean, you can only do as much as you can do. Sure. You Depends. can't do any more. Yeah. You can do more than you can do? Well. No, you can't. You can only do as much as you can do. That's um, the problem with with a one-man operation. That's why you have to add people and scale. I guess at some point. Depends on your goal, but yeah. Yeah, 100%. Scale. On Always depends on your goal, bro. But that's the hack. That's the life hack is work five times harder. Yes. Fucking work harder. Golly. If you thought it was easy, you thought wrong, fucking work harder. That's the hack. We need to, uh, and then you have to post it on Craigslist after. You got to post it on Craigslist Misconnections. Misconnections. <laughs> Make sure. You can even do business connections on there, guys. <laughs> Mis- misconnections. That's it. That's going to be our new show. Let's fuck this, fuck this podcast stuff. We're going to just do a show called Misconnections, where we try to connect people that misconnected. Yes, so we are going to go and hang out in bars and nightclubs 
And we're just going to watch. We're going to track. We're going to have to cut in. We're going to have to cut Craigslist in on this. And we're going to be like, oh, you see this guy over here? This guy's This guy's name is Steven, and Steven is over here trying to get up on Jenny. <laughs> All right? Now watch. Now watch Steven buy the drink. All right, yeah. he bought the drink. Oh. Now he's walking over to the Jenny. Jenny's, Jenny's over here talking to her friend Brenda. It's Brenda, going. Brenda She's got it going. Brenda doesn't really want Jenny to fuck with Steven. So oh, okay? yeah. Because Brenda, Brenda's she's the fat chick. Let's just be honest. Bo- she's the bigger girl. You know, it's okay. Body positivity. She loves herself. It's all right. She's allowed to do that. She doesn't go to the gym. She does. She just usually likes to. She loves her diet coke. How many guys have been cock blocked by the uh, ugly friend? Um, gosh. There's a this week. Yeah, this week. <laughs> there's gotta Cause be because they, they went. They went to ladies' night. There's gotta be some you know, big numbers they, out there. They they hit tacos to Taco Tuesday. Where some guys try to buy them some margs, and of course, she said yes to the margs, but she said fuck off to the guys. And I've then seen, they went out to ladies' night. Now it's Saturday, dude. And now it's Saturday. So this week, probably seven. Seven this week. <laughs> Locally, maybe. I mean, because she's out with her two girls. That's a, uh, man. <laughs> you got to win everybody over first. That's the tough thing. Uh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, everybody. <laughs> dating's dating's hard enough without the friend trying to stop it. I'm glad I don't have to date. That's nice. It's the fucking worst. I think uh, the hardest thing about uh, about meeting people is the crazy ass. Everybody's on a huge opposite end of the political spectrum right now. Everybody is. Everybody. Like everybody. And I feel like for some people, that's the most important part. Well, some people have to be on the same end. I'm I'm actually, I'm in that boat, I think. I wouldn't want to talk to someone that is, uh, if they're heavy in the political side, either way. Not talk to them, but that's just not my bag. You know what I mean? Dating chicks that are political? Uh, yeah, if you're like heavy in the politics, I, that's a no-go. Well, I mean, everybody has beliefs and opinions. You're in private conversations at some point. Um, I don't know. I just think never talk about it. No, no. So what do you do? No, no. It's not. Don't talk about it. You just have to be able to talk you guys about just it. Eat, <laughs> eat and breathe, sleep. You have to be able to talk about it. Maybe go fishing. Go fishing, maybe. I I don't know about that. That's oh, a fuck. I'm not a. Did you meet her on Misconnections? Yeah, I met her on Misconnections. That's where I met. I okay. was like, oh man, you were outside with a sign screaming out your political beliefs, and I went inside the bar and ignored you. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> if you happen to see this, hit me up on Misconnections. Yeah, you know, it's an interesting thing living with another person. How's that go? Building the life. Building the life. Things. Well, I had a failed marriage. Yeah. And that taught me a lot. So this next one is going really well. Awesome. Yeah. The first one was a practice. Yeah, dude, well, you you look back on that shit and you're like, all the signs were there. It was never going to work. Right. You know what I mean? But you're just a fucking idiot as a kid. Love is blind. I think that's um turns you into a fucking idiot. Yeah, a lot of man, you, I and then that's you do it. The dumbest shit. I heard from some guys that I said what uh, they were talking about the worst investments they'd ever made, and uh, like multiple guys said getting married. Oh, fuck, dude, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. For a lot of guys, dude, who got screwed, a lot of guys lost a lot of money. Got married, half your shit, which is a lot of shit. Luckily, I didn't have any shit whenever I got divorced. I was still just a kid, but like, I learned a lot. 
One half my beanbag. It was a valuable learning experience, and uh, yeah, man, it helps you helps you down the road. I bet. I think everybody has to go through one of those hard ones. Is that? I think I went through. Yeah, I had one. It was. Uh, You're like fifty, so you probably. Had, I am fifty. You probably had three or four real hard ones. Uh, the first relationship I think I was in, it was like she had big time anger problems, like fucking mad all Did the she time. She punched you in the face, dude. Um, are you okay? No, it wasn't physical on this one, but uh, oh, verbal abuse. Oh yeah, just do but angry just, all the you time. You just eat your yourself to sleep. Is that what you do? I'm over here making messes. Oh, it's all good. Do I? Uh, <laughs> man, I've been eating myself sleep lately, dude. <laughs> fucking packing it on is what I've been doing. I'm just teasing, buddy. Uh, but yeah, you know the bad ones. They, they uh, they uh, I guess you learn a lot from that of what you want, don't want. Yeah. What's it like dating out here these days? It's fucking rough, dude. I don't even focus on that shit right now. You in Tinder? No. The Young Bumble. Uh, nah. Grindr? That's yeah. I'm on <laughs> Grinder. Follow me on Grinder. That's what I'm getting on right now. Um, man, it's Facebook uh, dating. Facebook. Facebook has the dating now. Now the uh, you're on Facebook jail. Oh yeah, I'm always in Facebook jail. <laughs> Facebook. You just got to create a new account because that account that you have will never be. I did create a new account. Yeah. Jerry Jabinski. You can't use the other one. But I already lost my cell phone, so that one's out. So make another one. Uh, Oh, I'm going to. But I'm praying to God that cell phone will pop back up. That's what I'm doing. It's worthless to even use the one that keeps getting banned because it'll always get banned. It will always get banned, but it's... uh, you know what I did that kept me from getting banned as much is I got out of the news because that used to be my shit as I would troll the news. What did you get banned for this last time? Uh, the last time was a comment I left on your post. You left a comment on my post? Yeah. What the comment it? was uh, it said you had a post about the podcast and um, the comment that I left you was uh, uh, yeah, we'll politely listen to you and then beat the shit out of you. That was the comment. But then um, I think I took a beat and then I on shit, I wrote like S hashtag IT and then they caught me on that. Why would you? I'm so confused. We'll, we'll Were you just talking about like in reference to me? In reference to just the podcast. You said it was, you had some post about the podcast and it was something about, I don't know what it was, but that was my, my comment. I know because then they screenshot the comment and they send uh, it to you. They're like, you're uh, was banned it on Megan's post? I don't know. Oh, okay. It was about the podcast and that's what the yeah. joke was, was that, you know, you've got martial artists on here yeah, and then you always sit down with them yeah, you're and just talk. Making a joke. You're just making a joke. Yeah, and an absolute was... joke. I mean, not even a good joke. It wasn't even a good joke. It was just a random comment. I don't even remember it. That's how uh, bad it was. Well, it disappeared immediately. <laughs> that's what happened. I probably didn't and see it. And it wasn't that great. Nobody saw it. Yeah, I don't even think I Yeah, I don't think I saw it. And then Facebook puts that it. in your face. You like Liam Neeson, them bitches. Yeah. I will find you. I will find you. Then Facebook puts that shit right up back in your face, and you got to read that for like 30 days. Like, remember what you did, motherfucker? Well, do you get those You get those notices about shit that you did three years ago? That, uh, yeah. I do. Like, They'll be like, hey. They you, have a log you that can't they keep use track this, of everything you've done wrong You can't use this post because of the music that you posted three years ago. What the fuck? You're okay. Whatever. Or a meme that I posted uh, f- like three or four years ago will pop They're up. They're tracking it. Like, why are you? 
what? I'm yeah, just, they're like going through your history of shit that you posted. This was offensive. This was offensive. I'm you, just watching Mark Zuckerberg fuck up in everybody's eyes again and again, and I'm praying to God it all crashes. But he's already made the most insane amount of money ever, so who cares? He's, you hope what crashes? Facebook. I hope Facebook crashes. Do you think Facebook's ever going to crash? Uh, I mean, I doubt it because there's so many companies that I don't think so. I mean, it's called the meta now. It's the meta, so it's no longer. We're already in the meta. See, I didn't want to go to the meta. And they if you look at Facebook or Instagram, you're in the meta. You didn't even have a choice. They just slid that in on you. It's face- I don't know if Meta's going anywhere, my friend. Um, I mean, if Meta is just Facebook and Instagram, then yeah, probably not. Um, I'm not too crazy about the VR stuff. How about you? Um, I think the VR stuff, uh, like long term, yeah, yeah, super scary where it could go. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's kind of cool to. Have you used a VR headset? Um. Not a recent one. I like back in the day. I have, but yeah. not any they're, new ones. They're pretty sweet. Um, so I can I can see, and these are so crude, even where they are now. Right, they're, they're pretty fucking awesome. So, man, yeah, I can see. I could very well see us heading down a place to where we're in like a Ready Player One type shit, where everybody is plugged in all the time playing the game. But with that being said. Facebook is just so embedded in the fucking world. It's it is it's scary to think about. Even even you gotta in, play it. Even independent of of like the VR shit, like what what Zuckerberg is doing. He's just so like the data. Data is the gold, baby. Data, big data. That's where the money is. That's a big influencer. Data, a lot of data, data, data. A lot of the abandoned buildings in St. Louis that are now uh, occupied are occupied by data centers, physical data centers. All data, baby. Because St. Louis has such a large number of buildings that aren't occupied right now. Yeah. Yeah. And they're turning them all into data storage centers. Bro, we have some interesting times ahead of us. In St. Louis, downtown? In the world, Oh, bro. man, dude, we got a... Holy smokes, Russia world. might be killing Ukraine, and what? they're already at it. Might be nuclear war. That one in particular, what if that shit happened? What, what, oh, man. We can't do anything. We're all fucking... What, what are we going to do? What the fuck are we going to do, Jeremy? You're he- mid- yeah, you can't do shit. We're in the Midwest, so like the likelihood of it being here is probably lower. For us, thank God. But um, if it hit, okay, what if something hits the U.S.? Well, if it hits the West Coast, we're gonna get some kind of radiation from that. I would exactly. Think. There's still fallout, buddy. Um, the if it hits the East Coast, which is probably improbable, just from Russia's not going through Europe with a nuke, right? So it, I would think it would be on the West Coast. Here's the thing that we really are gonna have to do, guys. We're gonna have to sacrifice Alaska. I played chess. This is how it works. We're going to have to give up Alaska, and uh, that's it. That's how we're going to win. We're going to sacrifice them like pawns. And while Russia's busy invading Alaska, we're going to come in from the outside, Blitzkrieg style. That's what's going to happen. That's my prediction. Sorry to everybody out there in Alaska. You heard it here first, people. We're getting rid of it. Alaska's out the door. 
Um, sorry, Alaskan folks. They're probably sleeping right now with their six months of darkness. Hmm. Well, that's okay because we're going to take over Canada anyway. Um, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Canada's got, uh, you'd have to have masks to take over Canada, I think, still. And I think you need to make sure that, uh, I'm behind the Canada yeah, Times. Is Canada know. still shut down right now? I don't know, dude. It's hard to keep up. They were with the everything. apparently they were the worst ones as far as shutdowns go. They got they got everything closed down in Canada for well, the longest time. Well, there was those fucking those protests and shit with the truckers recently. Yeah, how are those guys doing? And that got crazy. You know, it's so hard to keep up with it all always, it, there's to a be lot. honest with you. I mean, at the, one, one minute you're seeing things about, and even then you have to look for these things, you're seeing shit about like Australia and what's going on over there with lockdowns and, and shit like that. And then you're seeing things about people like rioting in like Europe, and then you're seeing shit about in Canada, and then, you know, obviously it's just popping off. A lot like of crazy. Fucking you, I haven't Russia, Ukraine, heard then, a lot from the anti-gun crowd. Not lately. It's been pretty quiet on that front. Yeah, I think everybody's been pretty cool with guns at the moment because you need the war. <laughs> Everyone's like, "All right, we'll take." Okay, we'll do guns. I need. I'm. I've been practicing with my gun. Make sure I can fucking. I've been dry firing. Oh yeah. I saw some. I saw a post the other day by Tim Kennedy talking about how dry firing is what really makes you good at shooting. Oh, not, I, yeah. Not, not just going to shoot. So I took that. And to practice heart. and drawing and practice and drawing. Fucking putting in the clips, slow as smooth, smooth as fast type shit. So I yeah. just been, been fucking just just doing the fucking thing, bro. Reps. Learn. I learned how to actually properly grip the gun. I feel so much better gripping the gun do now. Do you breathe? I'm not a pistol. I haven't shot a pistol that much. Um, uh, do you breathe? Like, do you focus on your breathing when you're shooting a pistol? What? Do you focus on your breathing? Yes. You should always focus. I mean, I assume you should okay. always focus on your breathing. I've never actually been coached on my breathing. Oh. But, I mean, I, I, think mean, you're supposed I have been coached, like, you know, like, breathe out, yeah. squeeze. Boom. Okay, yeah. yeah. So then you have. Yeah, but it's like it's not something I've ever been conscious of until you just said something to me. I okay. mean, I guess I kind of think about it whenever I shoot, but I've been actually, as of late, been thinking about just like all the mechanic things. Like, all right, uh, like, am I gripping this correctly? Okay, right. how am I actually supposed to stand? All right, am I supposed to, like this is what I'm supposed to. So just going on, because obviously you can learn anything from YouTube. Yeah, and you have all these ex special ops guys, oh, like it's Navy SEALs, and, and they're just teaching us shit. Uh -huh. I was like, all right, man. So speaking of guns. I've just been focusing on that shit, man, because I want to. I gotta be able to shoot. Gotta shoot well. Obviously, I can use my hands. If, I gotta use that fucking gun, bro, in the fucking face. If you're gonna have a ba -ba -ba -ba. gun, um, like definitely train with it for sure. Absolutely. Well, I've I know and, people that have guns. They don't train properly. I don't think. Well, and also here's the thing, though. My point is, it's expensive to go shooting all the time. Uh -huh. Ammo is not easy to come by and it's expensive. So if you can at least learn all these basic That's me what I mean. mechanical shit, yeah. put it again. Boom, dry firing, dry fire, dry yeah. fire. Like there's a lot of shit you can still do. Oh yeah. That's uh all that stuff. I counts. mean obviously you still have to shoot, but all of it counts. It all counts. It's just getting wild out here, bro. It's getting crazy. And downtown St. Louis isn't exactly bringing the bring the heat. They're it could not, be worse. Uh, at least we're not like fucking San Francisco. Um or L.A. What's happening oh, in San Francisco? Crazy amounts of homeless people, bro. Oh. Have you ever been there? Even before all this shit, it was insane, man. We went there and visited. Fucking human shit everywhere. 
just cr- people everywhere. You know, obviously, there's a lot of people who have like you know mental illness uh-huh. and are could be potentially dangerous. And this, and then they changed all these laws to where, at least in San Francisco, you could steal well, like like almost a thousand dollars worth of shit and not get arrested oh, yeah. for it. So all these homes... 900, I think. 900, yeah, it was like 900 or whatever. Right. So all these people were just like going into stores all and the time. And loading up bags. Stealing shit, walking out, bro. Like, come uh, on. I've seen so many videos like that. I think Crazy they were trying shit. to do something similar in Chicago. Well... I don't know about that, did they? Well, Chicago, listen, Chicago had uh, two guys that agreed, they're gang members, yeah, and they start shooting at each other. Mutual combat. And they called it mutual combat. So yeah. apparently you can have a shootout now in Illinois. Yeah, that was a while ago now, wasn't it? Uh, it was about three, four three, months three ago. Three months ago now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that that wasn't really that long ago, but <laughs> well, in the three months ago, in the grand scheme of what's happened, how in much three months? Shit has happened we got three months. we had COVID, we got rid of COVID, and started a war with Russia, and then um, now there's some shit going on with nuclear war. That's what's going on in the last in less than three months. That's happened. That was the last two weeks. COVID. What's COVID? Have you? Heard? Yeah, I don't even remember because <laughs> it doesn't exist anymore. Because where there's nuclear war, oh man. We forgot about that one quick. Bro, you've been checking out this Klaus Schwab? I've been staring at that uh, a lot. The um, the water splash on the St. Louis Arch, it's solid. No, Klaus oh. Schwab. What's Oh, that uh, that nutty guy from... Uh, He's He has the, the World Economic Forum. Yeah, that guy's a nut job. Bro. And that, that guy's the New World Order guy. Dude, and then he has this one guy, and I was like... What? I was like, his name sounds so familiar. Hey, if you're listening to this podcast right now, and you're one of those nut job sniper guys that was planning on taking somebody out, I'm not saying to do it. I wouldn't encourage you, but that guy's suspect. Like, that might be the guy to go to. Dude, and then there's this one guy who's a part of his team, and his, his name is Yuval Noel Harari. And I was like, man, why the fuck does his name sound so familiar? And it turns out he wrote these two really good books. Um, one's called Sapiens. And uh, what's the other one called? Uh, let me see here. I've just heard clips. In his clips, he sounds like if I was if I was writing a character that was going to take over the world, and uh, that would be the guy. That's what he would sound like. Yeah. And then as a costume, I would have him wear exactly what he was wearing in all of those videos. That's the exact costume I would have him be an evil mastermind in. He nailed it. Yeah. If he was going for evil mastermind, he is on top of it. Yeah. Well, so he wrote Sapiens. He wrote Homo Deus. I think he wrote some other books. But, yeah, those are the two books. I listened to the Sapiens book. It was actually really fucking good. And, and uh, it was about how you should kill part of the population to make it better? No, it's a brief history of humankind. Oh, okay. Which is kind of relevant to the shit that he was talking about in those clips that you're talking, you're talking about, that J.P. Sears video. I want to see oh, that. I didn't actually, see that. Which video clips did you see? Uh, maybe I'm thinking of the wrong guy. Is that the crazy, uh, The who's the crazy guy that they've been talking about? Um, you're talking about Klaus Schwab. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we're talking about, right? No, the guy I was just talking about works with Klaus Schwab, works for Klaus Schwab. Oh, okay. I don't know that guy. Okay, no worries. But either way, yeah, Klaus Schwab. <sighs> it's a scary motherfucker, bro. Talk about the Great Reset. We're all in just one boat. And then you hear these 
you know, even before him, before he popped up on the scene, you hear like the the governor of Chicago or um, the people in uh, I don't know what their t- their their like their official title is, but like in Australia, and they you hear these officials use the word like you know New World Order. We're all under New World Order, and then you hear about the shit that you know Klaus Schwab is talking about with the Great Reset. It's like what the fuck, what's going on here right now? Anytime there's a crisis, there's a power grab and once and once that power is taken it's never given back to the people never how do people like how I'm surprised we, we went back to maskless huh? how do we allow this shit i don't understand it. and why because people adopt this mentality that we need to go with whatever the government says why which is there... the most insane non-historic thing ever like in if you think that the government needs more power and say you're not paying attention why does the government want more power? Oh, because people always want more power. And if you're in the government, you're going to go for more power. But I don't understand why. Like, What is the purpose of saying I need to tell people what to do always? Like, I don't understand. Like, What is, what is the, dr- the benefit? No, what is not the benefit? But what is the drive? Like, What is the drive to want to command and control others? You know what I'm saying? I have no, I have no fucking desire to tell you what to do, Jeremy. I have no desire to control you. I just, you live your life how you want to live it. Leave me the fuck alone. Like, don't infringe type shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, like, let's all follow the rules of agreed society. But why are, why is there this drive by some motherfuckers to just control and dominate in a very unreasonable fashion? Um. Man, I don't know. I think that... Me neither. Well, I mean, I think a lot of people have that drive to want to be a leader and want to be in charge of stuff. And I think it just depends on how good you are at uh, bringing people together. Well, that has nothing to do with wanting to be in charge of everybody and tell everybody what to do and control everybody how you see fit. I think... Um, that is different. I think it goes. I think it goes in the same direction. Like, I think it starts, it's a matter of levels. Yeah. Who, not exactly, it's a matter of scale. What makes some people want to operate at that level? Where you need to control everybody. I need to tell the world what to do. I need to control the control. I need to tell the country what to do. There's a small group of us, and we're above everybody else, and we need to tell all these motherfucking peons what to do. Fuck all you sissy motherfuckers. You suck. I think that's where it goes for some people. And I you think- guys listen to me. I am in control. I am the dominant force. Like I am like that's how those motherfuckers they're like you guys are weak and you do what I say. I think it happens at some point if you let the power go to your head. I don't think it starts out like that. I don't care how it starts. I'm asking, what makes a motherfucker want to do it, Jeremy? I'm saying it's a process. Neither one of us have an answer. I don't know. Clearly. I think some people let the power go to their head. and I don't. But I think most people, it, like most people don't start off just bossing people around. There's like some kind of friendship, relationship. At some point it goes to their head. That's what I think. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I was listening to that podcast. Um, uh, allow me to look real fast. I don't know why I keep... I should know this fucker's name because I just brought it up earlier. And uh, and I couldn't... It's uh, Majid Nawaz. 
And he was talking about how a lot of people, especially like in our government, he believes a lot of people in our government are working for China, like unbeknownst to them. Yeah, I think so. And uh, and how it's kind of they don't intentionally do the evil shit that that they're doing. Like, yeah, of course they're not really doing good shit, but they're doing shit unbeknownst to them, kind of in good faith to to like a to like a like a don like a donation. You know right. what I'm saying? So unbeknownst to them, they work for China. So the whole idea is like you know the. the you know, road to hell is paid with good intentions. Yeah. So it's not like they're just blatantly trying to be evil. Right. But you just end up doing evil shit. Um, but there's somebody driving that evil behavior, and that person is the asshole that I want to know. Why are they like that? Why are they driving that evil behavior? I think it takes steps. I think it just takes an evil motherfucker who has a lot of power. You think this bad dude just moves, power. runs up the rank all the way up to the top, and then I don't think I I don't think he's like I'm a bad guy. I don't know if some people no I mean obviously dude you know it's a progression for yeah. everybody. However, depending on that person, I don't know if it is a progression. For example, in like China, for example, not just anybody can just rise up. You know what I'm saying? It's controlled. Yeah. So you're kind of groomed, and you're kind of born into it. Yeah. And it's like a belief. Like that personality, you mean? Okay, well, there's not going to be somebody who's going to be born probably in, in the, the peasant countryside of China who's going to rise up to become the ruler of China. Like, that's not how that works. It's by family and bloodlines for the longest time because it was emperors and dynasties and... Right, and there there was this whole method like methodology on who was in charge. Right, and even now as a communist country, I mean, there's a a group of people who are in charge of the party in the sure. country, and you think like the power within that they're not just going to let anybody in that. No, you know what I'm saying. So you'd have to be smooth. So anybody who's in there is probably by there's a, a an intention for them being there. Yeah. Right? There's there's probably a succession plan. You know what I'm saying? You're probably praying to God you get stuck in, like, the royal banquet section. Of well, it's just, you know, are you lucky enough to be born into it at that point? But it's a situation of that person. It wasn't probably some gradual fucking step there. Probably groomed into that as a child. Yeah, don't they picture for you? I don't know if they do that still. Do they? I don't know. I always remember thinking that it's like, yeah, you got you choose this one thing and then you just focus on this one thing. I guess. What and if they just came to you? Just do that, and I know they do those kinds of things, but is that how everything works over there? I don't really want to pretend to know that I know how things work over there. They're like, you are going to be a ballerina. Know. That's what you're going to do, and then that's just what you do, and then that's your job for yeah, life. Yeah. I think and you're so. stuck at the Bolshoi. Yeah, I think they do that, but I don't really know that. I think um, right now I just want to believe all the 80s, like, Russian propaganda that's like, Russia's bad, and then um, I'm going to watch this play out like the next um, next fucking reality show. It's going to be real-life war. People are probably going to die, but it might entertain me. It's going to be entertaining. You know, I don't ever think it's the country or the people that are bad. It's the government. Oh, yeah. It's the leaders. It's this small fucking group of people 
who are all and we're all just we're all just down here. But in my mind, I'm still watching it play out like Rocky Four. It's Rocky Four. And uh, yeah, Putin's like, I must break you. <laughs> that's it. That's he's, how it is in my head. Dude, Putin's a bad motherfucker. He's bro. nuts. But oh man, it's been uh, been interesting because I think he's now, insane. I mean, for, I think he's watching for, Biden, dude. Forty years. You, but look, you know he's watching Biden stutter and stammer on video and may say crazy shit, and he's like, oh yeah, this is my time. Maybe. I would bet money. That's what I'm betting money on Putin. I'm betting Putin seeing uh, Biden up on, which it's been uh, about, it's been, what, eight years of solid presidential entertainment, 12. There's, I mean, you know what? Every president's entertaining in their own right. 12 years of solid presidential entertainment? It's been longer. I think every president, because it's more like probably 20, 20 years, but I think more so lately like in the past 20 years specifically, there have been more, you know, everyone's got a cell phone now. Let's say even in the last 15 years, now everyone's got a cell phone, so every little thing is caught on video. And so now you're seeing like a magnifying glass glass like to any single thing that they say. But it's specifically been the past uh, eight years because Obama was at least pretty smooth, right? Yeah. So he was pretty smooth on camera. Trump intentionally, it was very brash, but that's just part of his personality, and he plays into it hard, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he plays into punking out the liberals. Like, um, he plays into uh, trolling liberals a lot, right? He would make posts, make tweets and stuff like that. He would say wild stuff. And then uh, Biden's just like, he's hanging in there, you know? He's like fighting for it. And uh, you're wishing him well. You're like, man, I hope this guy can finish the speech and that's it. And Putin sees that shit and he is like, all right, it's go time. It's time to grab a country. Yeah. That's what I think is going on. That is the entire world uh, population right now. I just explained the Russian war. You want to hear my tinfoil hat shit right now? All right, let's hear it. <laughs> so I was just thinking about this earlier. Do you remember how... How long ago was it? Up until pretty recent, actually. And but maybe it was all during. I don't know. I think it was probably all during uh, Trump's presidency that the Biden memes were going around. Okay. When were the Biden memes going around? Um, I think they've been going around forever, but. When Particularly they... when he started running for president, that's when the Biden memes really hit hard. Which kind, no, I'm talking about the ones where it was always like it was always the one where it was like him sitting with 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 uh, Obama or him like whispering or something like the memes. Like I think after he got out of office, the memes went full force, and it was yeah. it was like all these like funny memes, like not talking shit on him uh, like they are now. No, they were always like funny memes, like not painting him in a bad picture way. Like yeah, he was kind of like it just kind of made him. Like he was just like the funny old grandpa type shit. Um, yeah, I I don't know, man. I feel like uh I feel like there wasn't a lot of focus on him, uh, like there was on Obama. Um but I think I think that the real rough memes, because I don't remember like fun memes where they're just funny and not like trying to slam them. 
I, I just remember memes of him getting slammed all the time for oh. sniffing girls' hair and for uh, no, crazy so th- shit. Those are all recent shit within like yeah, within, within the last eight years. Less yeah, than, within no, eight years. The ones you're talking about are all, four. No, within the last couple of years, you're talking about all shit with that's recent within since he becoming president or him running for president. There was a whole shitload of fucking memes, dude. I want to see one because I don't remember this at all. Of just nice memes? Dude, yeah. I don't even see was, nice memes. Was, what are, I don't think this is oh real. Oh, my God, dude. There are so many fucking memes. I don't ever see nice memes. I see, like, the meanest, cruelest memes. You're so crazy. Of course, now. That's all you see now. It's just Biden. Just Biden doing nice stuff. Like, I brought you flowers. No. They were, like, legitimately <laughs> funny fucking memes. I, oh, yeah? I'm gonna, it's going to be so fucking hard for me to find any of them That's now. That's later. Whatever. Send it to me later. No. I'll take your word for it. I don't think he's finding it. Well, they do fucking exist, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I think you're making this oh, up. My, it's going to be so. He's okay. like, remember that time period where people just sat around and made nice memes about Biden? This one. This is right. a great one. This one's actually... So this is... Look. All it says... It says, Obama, I have a meeting. Biden, I have a meeting. Obama, stop copying me. Biden, stop copying me. And then they both do the same thing <laughs> I've with seen their that hands. picture. That's like an innocent, funny meme. Yeah, that's meme. not a... Exactly. There's a lot of shit like that. Really? To where... Dude, yes. Like, that doesn't make him look like an idiot or no, a No, but I've seen that picture. Or, I have seen that picture. Yeah, for sure. But, but I haven't seen it with just general funny memes. That was like a general funny one. Uh, it was a little funny. Oh, my God, get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Or especially there was a whole bunch whenever it was like him against Hillary. Uh And there was a whole bunch of memes to where it's like it made him look cooler than Hillary, for example. Yeah. Whoever's making the memes gets to pick. They base them off their candidate. And then uh, that's how how viral it is. So this says, Biden, I've got it. I know why. Oh, it says, I've got it. I know why you didn't get my emails this time, Hillary. Why is that, Joe? Biden, I've been spelling your name wrong. There's two L's, one for 2008 and one for 2016. Ouch. And it has him, like, covered. So it's, like, it's these memes, that's not a meme that's, like, completely just hating on him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What's this one say? Okay, so if chocolate cows don't exist, explain chocolate milk. Joe, go sit down. And it's just, like, him, like, (laughs) That's a bad one, though. Dude, why that's the fuck pay. did you... That's, that's my, a funny meme. Exactly. But that's making him sound like an idiot. But, dude, that's my point, though. It, but that's some silly shit, though. That's not yeah. like, that's not like oh, he's an incompetent person. That's uh, just... That's, that's just what they're alluding. No, dude, it's just a silly fucking thing it that he's silly. saying. Exactly. Exactly. But I'm just saying it's a different type of, of, of... It's a different type of positioning is what I'm saying. So those were going out for quite some time. Shit I feel like, like that one's a bad one. I don't think that one's that bad. I think Because he's, he's thinking that uh, chocolate... Milk comes from chocolate cows. Which, yeah, I get like, that. Oh, yeah. But that's just... Making him sound like an idiot. But that's just silly, though. Yeah. It is silly. Yeah. But it's not like he's evil. When she gave you that fake... Yeah, that... Like one. sniffing kids evil, you No, mean? when you gave you that fake number at the club that night and thought she'd never see you again. That's Hillary Clinton. <laughs> that's, that's, that's Hillary. That's a Hillary one. That's him and Hillary. So that's my point. There was a lot of different memes that were going around positioning him in a, in a decent light. So my point is... Were those memes going out at that time, positioning him in a decent light, 
because obviously he was going to run for presidency, and then that was positioning him in a way that he was viewed. I'm sure so that way, you know what I'm saying. Because what we do know is that there are troll farms, and there are and 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 memes and different things can influence. I think the Democratic Party also chooses. So like, if they wanted Biden well, to win, they would have pressed heavier into the well, Biden pro well, memes. Well, they're they're corrupt as fuck too. But my point is just like the power of memes for one. <clears throat> and two, I remember seeing a lot of those memes uh-huh. and not thinking anything of them. I'm like, oh, they're funny, they're funny. I wasn't thinking from a strategic standpoint, oh, these could be here because they're trying to position him in the light because he's going to be doing this thing in the future. And But now in hindsight, yeah. hindsight it's always been 2020, so, but now I'm trying to like think in that way. It's like, all right, why is it being portrayed? The, for example... With this Ukraine and Russian war, everything is just pro-Ukraine, pro-Ukraine, pro-Ukraine. Biden the devil, or not Biden, but Putin the devil, Putin the devil, Putin the devil. So my initial reaction is like, yeah, Putin's a bad fucking guy. Dude's like doing nuts. He's not doing good shit right now. But then I wanted to ask myself, I go, okay, let me step back for a second. And I'm not trying to justify or explain anything, but I'm saying, why is this the portrayal? And then also, is there more to the story? What is the story? And I'm for real, dude. What is the story? Like, what are the details? Is there a possible, is there a reason for this? And what made me think about it was I saw this meme. It was like, anytime you see like George Soros and like somebody and somebody like all agreeing on the same shit, like maybe you should question some shit. I'm like, wait a second. Like, maybe you should. Because everybody's just so quick. You see these things like, I support what's current right now mm-hmm. type shit. And then everyone's like, oh, all right, no, I stand with Ukraine right now. Right. Everyone is definitely standing with Ukraine. Exactly. So my point is. Is there a reason why? Yeah, like I think Russia's like, like is being there, the backyard bully and other, trying to debo somebody's shit. That's the obvious reason. That's and may, what I think and, is and maybe that's the only reason. Maybe, but and I, I'm not saying it's not the reason. Um, but I, I sometimes look into wonder. Stuff. I just wonder what is. Is there a thing that's being driven? Is there? Yeah. Is there another play? Could be. I think with this one though, I think it's it's straight up. I think Putin's watching. Uh, I think he's watching Biden and he's watching him stammer and stuff. And I think he doesn't have the mind to be aggressive and make a move. And I think he's wait, you know, just like, ah, well, then we'll take this shit. And that's it. I think, in my opinion, that's what's going on. But obviously, like, I'm not that, I don't follow this shit that closely. I'm not looking for the inside special. I don't fucking know either. Maybe that is it, dude. Maybe it's that simple. Maybe it's just him being a fucking bully. That's what I think it is. I think it's like some backyard bully shit. He sees an opportunity. He sees an opening where a lot of people might not do shit. And I think he might have been wrong because I think that um, just a lot of countries coming to Ukraine's aid have uh, already proved this to be a lot more work than it might be worth. Yeah. Um, But again, back to the nuclear war. We'll see what happens. I heard a guy say today that as the Russian... um, code book that if they are losing a war that their um their plan is to do a preemptive nuclear strike to make sure they minimize casualties and uh they let people know that they're a nuclear threat but uh hey whatever that's scary as hell bro it is scary as hell there's just a couple things that scare me nuclear threats yep 
And communism. And communism. Like, for real, communism does scare the shit out of me. Like, the idea that there's a dictatorship that's just going to control everything and, like, there's no more freedom as yeah. as the way that we know it. Some people are in on that. That shit scares me. Yeah, um... Yeah, I don't know. I think that, uh... I think that there's a lot of people that are willing to sacrifice their rights right now. Even it's pretty crazy. Yeah, I mean, I I, I feel like I sound like an old fucking fogey. We both sound like lunatic it. saying that, but it's just it's not even. It's yeah, it's it's like dictatorships, communism, socialism. I'm not into those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't want to be under one of those regiments. Anything that'll give me fewer choices, I'm uh, pretty much against that. So, yeah, man, that shit legitimately scares me. And then the idea that you're, like, why is it crazy to think that it, it's impossible? Like, it's not in the realm of possibility of happening in this, like, in this world that we live in. Like, it happens now. Why could it not also happen here? Oh yeah, like uh, I I think I think people always have this illusion of safety, like right around them, that there's that crazy shit isn't gonna happen. Like oh no, that wouldn't happen. Like what are you what are you nut job? And then but then the thing is, is if you look at history, it definitely happens, and it happens like on a regular basis all the time. In Project Project MK Ultra, um, they had like they sprayed out uh. I don't know, chemicals out in St. Louis on a people. I mean, there's a lot of stuff, you know. I mean, shit. There's there's so many different things that our government has done. And if I looked more recently, you could probably find a lot of crazy-ass stuff that they've done. And then people want to pretend like that isn't part of the decision-making process. You know? People are just people at the end of the day. And they are fallible. And some of them really like power. And a creature who has power will do whatever it can probably to maintain that power. Absolutely. They're not immune to that. Um, Plus, anybody who wants to fucking do that job is probably a lunatic. <laughs> you gotta, if you're trying to be a, a leader of the free world, you've got to have a level of confidence that I definitely don't have. They don't want to be a leader of the free world, Jeremy. They want to be a leader of the world. Yeah. No freedom involved. The, Listen, think, sir, we don't do freedom here. You take that talk elsewhere. That's uh, man, you got to be a cocky son of a bitch if you're thinking yourself. You're you're thinking to yourself like I'm, I'm fucking that good. I should be in charge of everyone. That's usually how I think. Actually, I think I should be in charge of everybody. <laughs> I should definitely be your boss. <laughs> you now work for me. Um, on Thursday, I need to be taken to the dry cleaners. You, actually, you can just go to the dry cleaners for me. I got too much shit to do. I got to take over the world, Jeremy. Don't bog me down with the details. Jesus Christ. It's so hard to give fucking good help around here. That's There's... why you need so many people. You have to take over a whole country because it's so hard to get good help. You got to take over the whole country to get the good help. There's uh, <laughs> there's some people I meet. I'm like, I don't know if you should be in charge of the decisions. There are some people I meet. I don't even. I I think um, maybe we should put some sort of test in place before they should be allowed to have kids. Yeah. <laughs> 
Because they shouldn't be able to make decisions for anybody. There's like an IQ level. I think uh, dumb people, they are fucking at an incredible rate. What else you got to do? You're not thinking about anything else. You're not. You're not trying to change the world. If How you're can someone, you though? If you're Albert Einstein, you're inventing nuclear um, nuclear bombs. You're inventing nuclear fission. If you're that guy, uh, I have a hard time believing that you're getting ho- that you're hooking up on a regular basis. Write that down. There's Maybe. probably a special dating app just for geniuses, like AlbertEinstein.com. Why is he always the epitome of what we talk about when genius? I'm pretty sure he was actually wrong in his theory. That's what I heard. I think um It's good marketing. Yeah, he's uh he he really he brought the WWE style to the uh intelligence world. Did he? He had the crazy haircut. Yeah. I think he had a dry uh dry humor. Did he? So uh, that's what I hear, but he just he really <laughs> there. I bet you there's a lot of guys that are smarter than him, but and he was just the best at marketing. I wonder what he was like. He just knew the marketing side of things. Maybe Albert Einstein. Two things he's into: NASA and marketing. NASA, nuclear bombs, and marketing. Write that down. NASA. You know NASA is just a bunch of Nazis. Uh, yeah, so I was thinking about that the other day because um, they brought a bunch of Nazis over from Operation Germany. Operation Paperclip. Operation Paperclip. They created the NASA program. Um, Full of German so and Russian scientists. All Nazis. So my question Non-wide, is this. Not, not Russian. I think the Russians took the other half. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, they might, whatever. Yeah, we got half the Russians got the other half. And then it's a race against the Russians. Um, so what I was wondering is this, if at some point they were in there, they're running everything, right? They're hiring everybody. You know, they hired a bunch of racist ass motherfuckers. And then, you know, those guys probably were like, they hired people. And then like, so now how racist or how racist is NASA? How, how, uh, Nazi infested is NASA? Take note. Listen, not only were these German scientists who were brought over here giving these jobs at NASA, high-level jobs, like they were running NASA. They were giving new names, and they were giving new... Yeah. Like, they had whole new identities, and they were given these houses and these jobs, and yeah. they were implanted in society. That's insane. Insane, bro, and given really good positions in society, like high-ranking positions. There's probably some still right now. For sure. What was that? There was a TV show that came out on that. Was that the Netflix show? I don't know. Oh, man. All right. Netflix, Nazi, uh, Hunters, whatever it was with Al Pacino. Or is that a movie? Oh, I don't know. Dude, what if I took this and just broke it over your head? I, I don't know. That'd be fucking sad. That's how random my mind is. Then you'd ruin a perfectly good coffee you mug. I like that the, mug better than this mug. You ever think about doing pro wrestling? I really like this blue and p- pink, too. Uh, Blue and pink is way better. I, that's the one I want. I like this pretty cool. Uh, pro. Have I ever thought about it? I got offered to do pro wrestling with um, the Million Dollar Man. That's what I was just thinking about when I was thinking about hitting you over the head with this. Pro wrestling? <laughs> well, really, I just see your face, and it just makes me want to do violence. Makes me want to punch stuff? Do violence. No, punch you. 
All right, well, I get this. that. I think I got a punchable face. This, or you're fucking just... That would... I'd be scared. The breaking of the mug, I wouldn't mind. The, the lacerations, uh, that would bother me a little bit. But well, not for very long. Here's... No, 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 no. Hold on. Here's what would bother me. is not the lacerations. What would bother me is the weak-ass story of how I got the lacerations. Yeah. If it was like a knife fight and I got my face slashed, I don't think I would feel as bad about getting my face slashed for the knife fight because that's an awesome story. Yeah. If it was just a random fucking guy who, I mean, not you or my friend who cracked me over the head with a, a coffee mug, I feel like you get zero cool points for that. Right. If it was a fight with someone you didn't know even, right. it would like be a, mach- a better... Like they had a machete or something. Well, shit. you know what? Even if it was a random guy cut. at a bar who cracked you with a beer mug, I think I'd be I'd be happier with that. I feel like yes. that's a better, that's more a tough cool story. story. If it's just like a friend of mine that did it, like that's, ooh, nothing. You just got an asshole friend and then you've got lacerations and not much cool points. But if I do it right now, it'll be on camera and it'll be on the podcast and it'll probably make for really sick ratings. I think that's a point to think of it's probably worth doing and plus you just have such a punchable face dude just i do fucking i think punch that you right in that thing <laughs> i think that um i think that is a a thing that i've got going that i'm trying to work on harnessing is how to get my punchable face up on stage and verbally punch the shit out of it yes that is the biggest alien bud face that i've ever seen by the way Smoke alien buds, bro. Take them straight to the face. How, can you see this on the camera? Oh, smoke alien buds. Alien buds straight to the dome. I haven't really been smoking very much this podcast, ladies and gentlemen, because I'm already super stoned. It's, it's late. 10.45. This is the latest podcast I've done yet. Same here. I'm about to wrap it up. St. Charles Funny Bone. Uh, I was there tonight. It was a fucking awesome time. If you haven't been uh, been out there yet, if you're in the St. Charles area, we got a solid lineup coming through. That's what we did. That's why we were so late tonight is because I was at the Funny Bone. Doing your comedy thing. Doing the comedy thing. I'm being super silly right now. Doing the comedy thing, but uh, most importantly is this is something, and again, back to what I was talking about earlier, the my secret fucking life hack is taking your art and being able to attach your art to uh, some form of monetization. And what I mean is this. A lot of people trying to monetize what they do with not being able to pull money back in, right? But what if I don't want to make money off my art? What if I then just you don't love, have to. I just love doing it. I mean, that's there's that too, if that's what you're thinking. Why do you want me to make money off my art? Dude, am I a sellout? Are you a sellout? That's a good question. You just want to do it for the money, bro? No, I do, do it. Not I like, do it because I do it. Don't you love doing comedy? I do, but I like it paid also. Wouldn't Simultaneous. You, would you not do it for free? If you wouldn't do it for free, why are you doing it? I do it, it for free. Fucking poser. <laughs> I do. Fucking sellout I do it poser. for free. This is what you get for the late night podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'll definitely do that shit for free. <laughs> Listen, I, uh, bro, I'm an artiste. <laughs> I do it for the purity of Fuck the, the art. And here's I'm up here slinging dick jokes for your entertainment for free, free. Jeremy. I think here's something that a uh, coach told me that I thought was pretty awesome. Coach, were you on that show? Oh, you're, you're old enough, right? 
on on the show coach. Yeah. Do you remember that show? Oh yeah, I you remember that show. You know what I'm show. talking about. With, I'm uh, sorry. Bald guy. Uh what's his name? Uh, Whatever. Coach. Let's figure it out real quick. We're about to find out. Um I know I keep I keep making old jokes on you. I know I'm stupid. I don't give a you're fuck. Not, you're I'm not even 41. Old. You're not, I say you're not even old. That's this 41's getting there. You got 5 more years and you're out of your prime, dude. You? Uh, 46, I think, is the magic number that everything starts dropping off. Really? Yeah. I think it's 40. I think it depends on the person. <laughs> You're like, for me, it's 46. I don't know about them motherfuckers. But yeah. For me? 46. Um, Craig T. Nelson. Craig Nelson is the guy's name. Oh, yeah. He was pretty solid. And what was the, but the there was a bald guy, though. Oh yeah, that was his homie. It was wasn't that guy younger? He was like bald and he had hair around the outside of his head. Yeah, dude. That he refused to cut. Guys, if you are bald on top and you have just hair on the outside, just shave that shit. Be a hundred percent bald. You're gonna let don't it go. be thir- don't be like seventy percent bald. Actually, no, I don't think this is the guy you're thinking of. I don't think he's actually bald. Oh, he's not bald. He just has some. He has actually a nice head of hair. He's blonde. Damn, are you sure? Maybe later on. I don't know, bro. I don't know if he had that the whole are you, time. Are you thinking the coach is bald? Um, pull been... that guy up again. Oh, let's look at this one. Oh, God damn it, dude. Can we? That's who you're thinking of. Look, but that that's... guy's bald. Is he on the show? Yeah, but that's not who you're thinking of. I dude. don't know. And pull that. Go close on that. But you got to have a later picture. That one looks like an earlier picture. Uh, uh, that's just shit. That guy. Look, we'll say this. That guy's hair is fighting a losing battle. Come on, this guy. You're not. That's, you're, so this isn't the guy we're talking about, right? <laughs> I don't know. That might be it, dude. Look, that's it's a been nice. So long. Dude, that's a nice head of hair right there. I bro. don't know, dude. That was his assistant coach. That in the shit show. looks like it's disappearing, dude. That was his assistant coach in the show. Pull up. What's look at his name and pull up a current picture. Okay, let's do that. That shit looks like it's going bye-bye. You're going bye-bye. It's leaving. Taking off. It found a new spot to hang out at. All right. Craig T. Nelson. Jeff Meyer. Okay. I'll bet if you pull up a current picture or even five, ten years after that show, it's probably not. He doesn't have hair. Guys, like I was saying, shave that. Just shave the rest of it. That's it. That sounds fucking good. Oh, you know what? It's harder to use DuckDuckGo when you're doing some <laughs> shit. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> what? Nothing. It's easier on Google. We're going going straight to the phone. Pretty much. Anyways, listen, while he's looking that up, what Dude, one of my coaches said Dude, is, is you're thinking finding of. the money, getting the money and getting paid is going to help you as an artist. He's still got his hair. Still got I it. was wrong. Yeah, you were wrong. In my defense, it was blondish hair. It couldn't blend in a lot more than uh, brown hair. If it was brown hair, it would be noticeable there was the hair there. Maybe. But I, I, can, I had the same memory. I thought he was bald, too. Ah, yeah. Turns out memory sucks. Would you get plugs if they were good plugs? No, I just go bald. So if you lost, would you would you shave it then? Yeah. Or would you do half bald, half long hair? Um, that one for sure. 
I'll, no, actually, I'll, I'll just braid my You hair. can roll it around. Yes. You can braid it around yep. and make like a hair piece. Mm-hmm. Hold on to this forever, baby. <laughs> uh, Long hair. That, man, that changes your look. That's the look I got right now. I need a damn haircut. Uh, you never let the side of your hair grow out long. That's just the rule of haircuts. There's actually, you need a new this. You can go round? New face. You need new I face. need to fix the face. <laughs> the haircut isn't the problem. <laughs> One day, though. Can you get a new personality? How do you do that? Fuck, I'm working on that every week. The, uh... <laughs> That's one of the hardest things <coughs> is going on stage and letting yourself shine through. <coughs> it's going on stage and letting yourself <coughs> shine through. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. You seen that before you go? This little light of mine, Here's I'm going to let it shine. I go in the back and I warm up almost like I'm getting ready for a fight. You breathe hard. <laughs> no, nah, just movement stuff. Start sweating. And I like Sweet. I move around and twist and twist my shoulders and stretch. Um, yeah, and I usually do that for like five minutes or so. And then by the time I get up on stage, I feel looser. Do you go over notes or anything? Um, I almost always do. Um, so I'll do it. I, but I'll also go through, I'll go over my notes randomly. So if I get some time, <coughs> I'll run through a Brit bit in my head. I'll think about what, uh, extra lines I'm going to throw in here and there. Um, a lot of times if I'm doing open mics, I'll make sure to have my, um, iPad with me. Just have all my notes. Especially if I'm trying to do new material. You ever take your iPad up on stage with you? All the time. Yeah, that's good. For my for open mics. Fuck yeah. For if who gives a shit, right? If it's an actual show, I'll write it out on a slit sleep of paper. Take the paper up there with you. Yeah, so you get just got this little piece of paper and glance at it. Um if I'm doing a piano show, I definitely have my iPad out like all the time. Yeah, why not? Um, cause I'm doing music and songs and B- I got to know what BPMs are that are saved to a certain list. Um, so with that, with that stuff, I do a lot more, um, a lot more with my iPad, a lot with my iPad. That iPad is a entertainment saver. Let yeah. me tell you what, that thing's awesome. And, um, also it, one of my favorite things from a writing standpoint is having that sitting around and the way uh, you got an iPad, right? Yeah. All right. The way that you can copy and paste stuff. So if I want to put together a bit or a set. Let me correct you. Yeah. My daughter has an iPad. Your daughter has an iPad. You used to have one and she took it from you. No, she has an iPad that I sometimes use. Okay. (laughs) Uh, The the thing I love about writing on the iPad is you can cut and paste so you can put sets together. So if I write a joke out and it's sitting there, I can move it down and try it in different orders. Um, or if I have just a joke that's new that I'm trying to make sure I work on, I'll have that written down and make sure that I go on that on mm. stage. Um, so, yeah. Nice. Love it. Jeremy, let's wrap this up, my man. All right. All right. Tell the people what you got going on in your life. 
Uh, man, not a lot. I am uh, I'm at the Funny Bone. I'm doing a podcast there. Follow that podcast on my YouTube right now. Uh, look me up on YouTube, Jeremy Jenin. I'm on Instagram and Facebook. Follow me. Sweet. Awesome, dude. Thank you. Peace. Bye, everybody. Guys, I hope you enjoyed that conversation. Again, if you're getting value out of the show, do me a solid. Bring us a friend. I'll be eternally grateful. That's all I have for now. Until next time, just keep being rad humans. I'll see you guys soon. Bye.